Welcome to Home Gym History. My name is Rob, and you can find me at Vintage Weights PGH. But here at Home Gym History, we're produced by Garage Gym Radio. So get out there, like, follow, subscribe, all that happy stuff. And on this episode, I'm joined by Adam from Garage Gym Lab. Welcome, Adam. Hey, Rob. How are you? Thanks for having me. Doing all right. It's nice to have you here because the topic tonight, listeners, is the Preacher Curl and the history of the Preacher Curl. And if you didn't know, Adam is the innovator, the inventor of the Preacher Pad in conjunction with Abmat, of course. So we'll get into that first and then we'll jump into the history of where this movement came from, where the equipment associated with it came from, and just why is it so popular? Why are people still doing this? Why is the Preacher Pad hitting home for a lot of lifters in their home gym? So starting out with that, Adam, could you give, I mean, I'm sure people, you know, see you on Garage Gym Lab, if they're listening to this podcast, they're probably used to the home gym kind of community, but just in case they don't, could you give a little history of yourself? Yeah, absolutely. So I started my home gym in 2016 out of necessity. I was working in a corporate America job for about 12 years prior to that, grinding out 80 to 100 hour weeks and just didn't have the capacity to try to get to the gym early in the morning, raise, or we were trying to start having kids at the time. So started a little home gym and it, you know, turned into a little bit of a passion project. And I realized that there was a sort of a missing piece to helping and finding information about what I should buy, what I should put in my home gym. And based on my training history at some pretty cool gyms in my area, I figured I could be potentially a resource for people. So launched up a garage gym lab as my wife was in labor with our first and i was going through a bit of a career crisis i guess you could call it and that's a chaotic time oh yeah it took a little bit of convince it took a little bit of convincing but uh yeah here we are today the rest is sort of history so that was in 2017 when i launched garage gym lab and i've now been doing it full-time since 2020. You know, I didn't realize that that was the point in your life when you really launched garage gym lab because i speaking as a father especially my first child, I don't know if I would have personally taken like a, a hard career move at that point. Yeah, <laughs> I would have wanted a little stability, but Hey, you know, I actually come to think of it. I did. I, uh, that's whenever I took a hard career turn with the air force and did something different. So maybe, maybe I would have, I don't know, but here we are. And fast forward, your first product release is the preacher pad. So you have a great YouTube video and listeners, if you haven't seen it, I'll drop a link in the description for it where Adam breaks down the history of it. It's comical. It's a good video, but could you give a little rundown of, you know, what happened here? How'd you come up with this? Product? Yeah, I'm happy to. So I was actually reviewing the surplus strength universal pulley system. And on the low pulley, I was trying to just think of something creative to demonstrate the things that you could do with it. And I was thinking, man, it'd be really cool to just do like a preacher curl, but I don't have a preacher bench. And it was kind of one of those like shower moments, like a, an aha light bulb thing went off in my head. And I was like, hey, you know what? I could use one of my kids' funky pieces of furniture, which is like a triangular nugget couch. I'm not sure if you've ever seen a nugget couch but any parents out there they're actually awesome yeah. for like keeping your kids busy and there's one about 10 there you go away. there you go so, yeah. we love we, we love them one. so much that uh we actually have two of them and despite nice. me tagging them in it uh, i guess they didn't want any part of uh <laughs> the preacher curl business uh <laughs> they didn't jump in yeah. on that opportunity to expand their market yeah that's right so <laughs> i um I, I rushed upstairs and grabbed it just thinking that it might be kind of cool to to see if it worked and lo and behold, it actually worked surprisingly well. Granted, it was like soft yeah. and the fabric wasn't congruent with like 
a gym setting, but it, it sort yeah. of showed me that this is, this could be like a thing. Sure. So yeah, I, I called at Matt literally the very next morning, they had already seen the video. So we, we spitballed for a couple hours and by that afternoon they had a working prototype and then sort of evolved from there. And four months later, we were launched on uh, admat.com and going out to lots of home gyms. I mean, it, I'm sure your hard work in Garage Gym Lab laid the foundation for, you know, having those connections and for, you know, having, having that kind of knowledge to think through, okay, what could I do here? The kind of inspiration of things. I did not have, uh, you know, nearly that. And I had a preacher pad ish nugget experience. I don't know if you remember this, but I was pretty sure that I had invented <laughs> something. I, I really, I was thrilled. And this was at like five 30 in the morning. I get up early to work out and I have to walk through the play area of the basement that my children uh -huh. kind of have domain over to get to my home gym. And there's the nugget and similar story. Only the preacher pad had been invented and was on the market. <laughs> But I looked at the nugget and it was almost like a reverse engineering of the exact way that it was engineered. I thought, oh my gosh, that looks just like mm -hmm. a preacher pad. I think I just came up and I'm not like a gym hack type of person. I'm cool with not inventing anything. Like I'm, I'm okay yes. with that, but, or at least not inventing. I shouldn't say that. Maybe I'll invent something, but I'm okay with just buying the thing. I don't need to come up with a hack. There's people way more talented than me at that. But I thought I really hit on something. So I thought, oh, geez. And I actually had some guilt. I was like, well, man, I really like Garage Gym Lab. I don't want to like, I don't want to let this loose in the wild. People might, you know, not buy the preacher pad. So I posted like something to that effect. I'll go back and see if I can find it. But you, I remember you were like so cool about it. You were very gracious about it. You're like, actually, have you seen my video? And my response was, no, I haven't. And I watched the video and was by that time I'm getting ready for work. And I'm like, Oh geez, like I really should have watched this video. Like it was literally the nugget that inspired him. So yeah, it, as an owner of a nugget, I was doing that for a while before, uh, the people at Admat were nice enough to send me one of these. So there's some big differences though, you know, the, and that's what I wanted to ask you. And I'll kind of pepper these development questions throughout the history of the preacher curl. But right off the bat, the biggest difference I noticed is the foam. So, uh, the nugget is pretty yeah. squishy, whereas this seems like, you know, kind of the right density, the, the perfect consistency. And for those of you listening, I'm holding a preacher pad in my lap and, uh, you know, it's, if you really try, you can compress, but it's the same as in an ab mat, right? Yes. The same, like same foam. That yeah, exactly. Okay. So then, you know, it was, did you explore other densities or foam with them or was it just from the start like yep this yeah works. we uh we did we had a few iterations of it and we also had a few different shapes okay so we we started with like a a true triangle which you can see in the logo is still a true triangle mm -hmm. but we realized yeah. that cutting off that one end right there and making it flat was actually like more accommodating mm -hmm. for different user heights so they had a, a couple mm -hmm. guys at admat uh, tried it out, Austin and Dylan. You know, Austin's yeah. like a little bit shorter. He's like around my height and Dylan's taller. And I think they had a guy maybe even taller than them. And I can't remember if it was Austin or Dylan was saying it was a little bit funky in their opinion with the with the triangle piece. So we, we cut that off. But yeah, we definitely tried a, a couple different foam materials before landing on this one and a, a couple different vinyl samples too. Uh, wanted something that was a little bit texturized, uh, but still very comfortable and supple at the same time. And you know, if there's anybody out there who's a pro at 
vinyl wrapped foam. It's yeah. Abmat. So it was sort of a no brainer to, to go with them and just let their expertise shine. I don't know anything really, you know, at least as much as yeah. them about foam and vinyls other than like what hey, feels good. They're the subject. Yeah, matter. exactly. I know it feels good. I know it mm -hmm. looks good. I know, you know, what's typically mm -hmm. durable and what's not. Uh, and I can usually tell pretty quickly if there's a cheap piece of vinyl versus a, a nice one and they just, they hit it out of the park. Yeah. Even when I buy uh, weights and things and I get like an old bench or not even an old bench, but like a cheaper quality bench and the pad that's on that bench. Oh my gosh. I think like, what is this? This is like, yes. is this pleather? Like, what am I, what am I <laughs> finding right now? So there is, a, there is, I think personally, I agree with you that there is a big difference between high quality vinyl and not. So getting into the history of things, listeners, I want you to remember what Adam just mentioned about the shape of the preacher pad and how there's that one edge that isn't a perfect triangle because we're going to loop back to that when it comes to the history of things. So getting into it, do you know anything about the history of the preacher curl, Adam? I don't know if like once you got into this, you're going to Google things. <laughs> so here, here's my understanding of the history of the preacher curl. And that is that I've always loved okay. to do them. I don't know much about <laughs> who invented it, how, what, what shape it was originally, yeah. how dense it was or anything like that. Uh, I just knew mm -hmm. that that was one of my favorite movements uh, at the commercial gym. And it was one that I was missing in the home gym just because I didn't want to have the space to allocate to a you know dedicated preacher station. And it wasn't really willing to fork over the, the money to, to, to do that. So yeah. I was just excited to bring that back into my training. I would love to be educated, maybe from your perspective on a little bit more about the history of the, the preacher curl. Well, you touched <clears throat> on two things that I personally had a problem with in my gym. My gym is relatively small compared to some others. I mean, you're sitting in like what looks like a <laughs> warehouse to me. We'll, we'll loop back to your, your gym that you have nowadays. But, you know, my gym, it's one third of a basement, which is nothing to sneeze at. I used to have a gym that was squeezed between like the furnace and the water heater. So I'm moving up in the world. But with that said, all I have room for would be my weights and my power rack. That's about it. And I have a, a Peloton, my wife's Peloton. So when I got my power rack about a year and a half ago and I went away from like a cheaper setup and I saved my money, got a nice rack, I didn't predict the one thing that would be missing. And that's that my cheap old bench had a mm. preacher curl attachment, you know, like you could plug it in instead of the leg extension. And I just always used that and it was there. And when it was gone, mm -hmm. I missed it. I'm like, what the heck am I going to do? So I was trying to come up with stuff. I was using like pinpipe safeties <laughs> to try to like put a pillow over. I was bringing a nugget in here and then getting into the history of things. I discovered the York preacher curl stand and I'll show that to you in a second. And that fit the bill to an extent, but I have some issues with it. But what I found with the history of it was that it goes back really to the curl bar too. I have a whole episode, I should say of the home gym history podcast about Lewis Dymick and the invention of the curl bar. But when there's the curl bar, that then leads to more popularity once York starts making the curl bar with doing curls. And then the 1960s come around and it's really to paint a picture of the preacher curl, you have to look at the historical context around that era. So 1960s, do you know anything about strength training or anything about bodybuilding in the 60s? Anything you could pull out of uh, thin air that might categorize as 1960s? Well, I mean, I'm just thinking era? big, big pumps. <laughs> That's right. So, well, I mean, you're actually dead on the money that that's the big difference. This is the 1960s. We've got 
I mean, steroids have been sure. around for quite a bit. In the previous episode of Home Gym History Podcast with natural pro bodybuilder Scott, we went through steroids and strength training. But I would say it's fair fair to estimate 1960s would be the time that they were readily available on a wider scale in the sport of bodybuilding. You couple that with bodybuilding really taking off as its own entity because Weider breaks off from the AAU. He forms the IFBB. The first Mr. Olympia comes around. And now, oh my gosh, we've got these, you know, Olympian, Mr. Olympias, I should say. So this leads to a man named Vince Gironda. So this is Vince Gironda. And you can see this man is no stranger to weights. He's a bodybuilder and he's nicknamed the Iron Guru. And rightly so. He he develops things in this like storybook secretive way, training methods, things like that, that only in his gym are being developed. And his protege, his, you know, one of the many people he trained, but arguably one of the most famous is Larry Scott. So Larry Scott is the first Mr. Olympia. I just mentioned that. And he's nicknamed the legend, the golden boy. Do you have a nickname, Adam? You know, I don't. I was... Uh... I had a nickname in college and never it didn't stick after that. So I'm just going by Adam these days. <laughs> <laughs> is it a good oh, no, or a bad no, thing that it didn't good. stick after that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, that's good. All right. It wasn't something it wasn't ridiculous. Okay. Well, that's good. No, that's good. I mean, I just think it's cool that some of these, uh, you know, golden era kind of lifters have these nicknames, the Iron Guru, the Legend, the Golden Boy. Well, Larry Scott, other than winning... Mr. Olympia, 1965, 66, what he's known for would be his arms. So he had 20-inch arms, and the reason for that was Vince Gironda training him and Larry noticing that, hey, my, my weak point are my shoulders, but then Vince Gironda, to bring out his shoulders even more, hits his arms, and the way that he hits his arms ends up leaking out in various ways, but in secret... The way that he's hitting his arms is through the preacher curl. Vince Gironda invents this bench. So it's, you know, I'm pretty sure that, for example, Adam, you're an inventive type of guy. If you don't have a preacher curl, if you're in the situation I described and you have a bench and a power rack, how else could you do preacher curls? Yeah, so, I mean, I've, I've done them just on the adjustable bench, setting it at like the 35-degree angle and just hammering it single arm isolation. Exactly. But then Vince Gironda designed something that's a little different than that, than just a flat slanted angle. And his is rounded, which is a little mm -hmm. tough to see in this picture. But if you look at it here, this is the actual uh, bench that Vince designed. And especially the picture on the lower portion, you can see that rounded top to it. And that's one of the key components of vince's preacher curl bench and performing the preacher curl is this rounded edge to it now it's debated whether he invented it in conjunction with a gym that he worked at before opening his gym and he was working out at easton's gym with the easton brothers some people argue that maybe he invented it with them it's kind of unknown even vincegeronda.com says that <laughs> it's unknown exactly who gets the credit for it but when you look at it you know what do you notice about it other than that rounded top? Well, I noticed that it looks like it's a standing situation. Yeah, absolutely. And in the previous pictures, you know, this one's hard to tell, but he's standing there. But then there are plenty that show 
his preacher curl bench being used in a seated position. So eventually it was developed with a seat behind it. However, what I think would be really cool is to get into some of the other aspects of it using Vince Duranda's actual directions for how to perform a correct curl movement. So Vince Duranda, he had, once the secret was out about the preacher curl, and we'll get into like how it became so popular, he answered questions later in life, and a question came in to him asking like, hey, this might be a stupid question, but is there like an exact way that I should perform this? And he responded like, your question isn't stupid. And he said on the contrary, quote unquote, I have rarely observed this particular piece of equipment being used correctly. So, you know, as an inventor of a preacher curl piece of equipment, Adam, I felt like this is perfect. Yes. Let's break it down. Let's see, you know, let's put the preacher pad up against what the inventor of the preacher curl says <laughs> is proper. So I'm going to get mine. All right. Let me get mine too here. There you go. Okay. So, and you don't necessarily need a weight in your hand, but I mean, if you want to, you can, it's up to you. So what Vince says is first, the preacher stand is invariably placed too high on the chest. This position only allows the low biceps and the brachialis to work. So he says that the preacher stand is placed so that the top should be lower than the low pectoral. So on me, you know, my chest is here and the preacher pad yeah. is pretty good because here's, yep. here's my chest. Here's the preacher pad. All right. So the preacher pad's doing all right. If that was an issue, I mean, I could turn it to some other angles. I could achieve some other angles like you showed in your mm -hmm. video that I mentioned earlier. So back to the original angle with the logo facing front on the preacher pad. Vince should be happy with it so far. I don't want to speak for a man who's passed away, but going <laughs> off his own words. We're doing all right. So now if it's placed so that the top is at the low pectoral, you can finish the curl properly, which is to lean forward. So the thigh biceps, which would be your quads, I'm sorry, <laughs> not your quads, um, comes into play. That would be your hamstrings. I actually covered this in a video about the iron boots. I'd never heard. Yeah, no, I've never heard biceps. that either. You ever hear thigh biceps? Yeah, good old thigh biceps. Apparently back in the 60s and 70s, okay. that was hey, the term. Hey, learn something new every day. I don't know. Couple, yeah, my iron boots video, a couple people commented like, what are you talking about? Yeah, that's what we called it in school. And I assume those people <laughs> are about 70 years old. So no offense to them, but I'd never heard thigh biceps. But in any case, so this is talking about the seated. So we're good on that front because, I mean, you could really root your feet mm -hmm. down into the ground. Nothing's blocking you. Like, you can move the preacher pad around, whatever might work. So now, done in the usual way, the preacher curl produces a flat-looking bicep instead of a nice full round look. So to do either, you need to work the outer head of the biceps, keeping the elbows in and the hands out wide. Well, that's no problem. And... You need to work the inner biceps, placing the hands close together and the elbows about 20 inches apart. Do you know how wide oh, the preacher pad is? Oh gosh, is you are putting me in the test. Actually, I can tell you, I can tell you right now because I always keep <laughs> these near me. <laughs> 24 nice. inches. There you go. So there you go. Even someone who is like sure. muscly, a wide, you know, very large person could probably still get their elbows a good distance on a 24 inch preacher pad that needs to be. However, here's the key component when it comes to things, because what he then went on to advise is what do you do if you don't have a proper 
preacher curl stand, how do you perform one? Because this is not rounded on the top, uh, at least a large round portion like that. So that's where I ran into problems with my preacher stand that I had prior mm. to the preacher pad. And that's the York preacher stand. Because what he said to do, I'll turn sideways here, is that the problem is most people sink all the way down in and they get their arm right. all the way to the top. And he's arguing against that. Now, I'm not a certified physical trainer. I don't know if that is wrong. But according to Vince Geronda, the iron guru, he says that this top should be at the lower portion of your chest and it should stay there. So therefore your sure. arms should sit with the elbows. If I'm looking at the preacher pad for me, my elbow is right at the top of the circle. Basically it's yep. at the top of the triangle rather than sure. sticking all the way down in. And what Vince Geronda argues is that if I scoop back on the camera here, being up like this allows you to come down to the proper point where the forearm Mm -hmm. Hits the pad mm -hmm. in just the right way. And then he actually also points out that having up like this, now you can push up mm -hmm. with your legs if you're seated to create full tension mm -hmm. and lift more. And that's what I found really cool was even though you were sinking down in, in your video, Adam, I remember you mentioning yes. pushing up at one point, you know, in case yeah. you needed a little assist. So you said something to that effect. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, about? you can kind of give yourself a little push up with your legs to get you through that initial part of the concentric. And then you can, yeah, ride it exactly. the rest of the way. So Vince Geronda, in his teachings, he encourages getting that kind of pressure. And I mean, not cheating, not sure. kicking it up with your feet, but getting that pressure because a preacher bench wouldn't move right. like a preacher pad would move. But just having that pressure against it so that you can work through it. So... Preacher pad was serving me much better with Vince Deronda than what I had, but let me show you historically what I had and we can kind of work through it together. So York came out with a preacher stand. This is the base yep. of it. And it's this large kind of base. And then the pad though, mm -hmm. if I turn it sideways, sits in here, it's adjustable so that you can do a standing version if you want. And then if I set it down, here's the problem. I'm six foot tall and this is the mm. lowest setting and I'm seated on a rogue adjustable bench 3.0. So it's not like I'm on right. like a high surface. I'm on what most people would be seated sure. on in terms of height. To the best of my knowledge, you know, it's not like benches were significantly shorter or something or taller, I guess I should say back in the sixties. So if I'm getting in here, there's no way this is at my lower chest. I'm having problems. It's coming up basically to my upper mm -hmm. mid to upper chest and I can't set it any lower. So that was my first problem that I'd have to like elevate somehow to get this kind of proper angle to compensate. The second problem I had was the width of it. This is 19 mm -hmm. inches total side to side. And before I even researched Vince Geronda, before I even got it, the preacher pad, it was annoying me because my elbow would slip off the thing. I'd be trying to do, especially if I wasn't using dumbbells, if I was using a curl bar, I'd be slipping yep. off and slipping off. So what yeah, you 24. Say, 24 inches. I mean, I don't want to make this a full infomercial for the. <laughs> no, go ahead. I, I'm not going to stop you. <laughs> but uh, yeah, 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 I'm sure. I'm sure the guys <laughs> at Matt would love that. But I mean, I just think it's applicable comparing to the historical invention of the preacher pad that it allows to do what the guru advised. That it's wide enough. So then, when we get into that. 
Larry Scott was known for this. I mean, to the point that it was even called the Scott Curl Bench. So I wanted to ask you about the naming of things. So, I mean, Larry Scott even sold them at one point as the Scott Curl Bench after some time and after he was known for them. Why is this not the uh, garage gym lab <laughs> pad? I mean, lab and pad rhyme. What preacher pad? I mean, where's the origin of the name? Did it just come it, pretty quick? It, it what, did. It actually happened? came pretty much immediately. We wanted to keep the name true to the movement. So we knew we wanted to keep preacher in it. And then it needed to sound, you know, good and sort of roll off the tongue. Uh, and it is technically a pad. So it really just happened organically. The other option um, was a curl cushion, but it didn't just, okay. it didn't come, it didn't sound as good as the preacher pad for whatever reason. Um, <laughs> I agree. So we, we, uh, we had the, we had the logo uh, drawn up um, by the guy who actually did my logo in the back there. And when we nice. got the, when we got the logo file back, it just was a, a no brainer that that was what we were going to go with. Very cool. So did the gentleman that came up with your logo or drew your logo, did he come up with the logo design or did you tell him a basic, like, you know, well, we're thinking of the triangle. Cause that's we, we sent him a picture and we said, this is what we're going to name it. Give us some ideas. And he sent us, gotcha. I think like four or five different cool. concepts. And uh, we all sort of did our little independent voting and everybody came back with this one. So <laughs> it was sort of a no brainer. That's right. That's right. Easy. He, yeah, he's no a, he's extremely there. talented. So, well, preacher is in the name of your product. Do you know why it's called the preacher curl? Well, I would imagine because it puts you in a position that's sort of like a, yeah. a formal prayer. <laughs> that's yeah, exactly, and that's the that's one of the two leading mm. theories why this is another thing, kind of like did Vince invented or was it the Easton brothers with him, where people debate it. Larry Scott was known as being a devout Mormon. And throughout his entire career, not wavering from his faith and espousing his faith and doing a lot uh, with his faith. So uh, people debate, was it the preacher pad because it was a play on the movement and the position it puts you in or because of Larry Scott being a well-known faithful Mormon or was it a combination of the both? And to the best that I could find, Larry Scott, I can't find evidence of him stating definitively like, yes, that's what I called it. I think either one's a safe bet. Maybe a mix sure. of both. I don't know. But, um, you know, there's a little secondary tidbit for you in the future in terms of your name. So the thing that I wanted to ask you next would be the thing that I liked about the York Preacher Stand was that, you know, in my small space, this was this is relatively small. It doesn't take mm. up too much space. But then the Preacher Pad is smaller can you think of another or any others, if there's more than one preacher curl movement or similar to it implements or pieces of equipment that are small that you could fit into your uh, gym that have been developed <laughs> over the years? I'm going to put you to the test. Well, yeah, again. I mean, I would think the, uh, the bicep, what are they called? The bicep bomber, bomb, bicep blast, arm blaster. That's what I'm going for. Yeah, thank Arm you. Arm blaster. Very good. You just passed. <laughs> nice. You're two for nice. two here, I think. Or maybe three for three. I lost count of how many uh, kind of uh, quiz questions I've hit you with. So, yeah, the arm blaster. And I'll drop a picture uh, in here of one of the most famous, I think, pictures of someone using mm -hmm. an arm blaster. And that would be the one and only Arnold Schwarzenegger. And that's a weeder arm blaster. And that kind of brings us to how did this movement become so popular 
and that man, Weeder, as well as Bob Hoffman in York, well, that's partially why. But then the other reason why would be people like Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know, doing this movement with massive biceps and people wanting to be like him. So it just took off uh, from Larry Scott and his 20-inch biceps all the way up through some different products. And now here we are into 2023, but this came out last year, right? Uh, this, this launched August of 21. Yeah, so it was 21. close to 22. Okay. But. So here we are and... 2021 we have another product but you know looking forward that's something i wanted to ask you you know do you think there's anything that might change about the preacher pad or is it you know still it's been august of 2021 so we're coming up on whatever that is uh two years ish still just fitting the bill and you know doing what you want it to do you happy with it still or is there anything you might we, we are about it? very happy with with the product itself um we are entertaining mm -hmm. some modifications to it not it's not going to be substantial and it's not something that somebody who bought legacy one is going to be mad that you know all oh, this version came out later it's it's yeah. it's really just yeah. tweaking a couple <laughs> small things maybe of material here or there sure um some people have requested mm -hmm. or asked about potentially having like a strap system on this to like, I guess you could put it around your bench or uh, to limit, limit like any yeah. kind of swaying or things like that. It's not something that we've okay. looked into very much, but it's maybe a possibility down the road as an add on or, or something yeah. like that. Um, but yeah, shape, shape wise, vinyl wise, we're, we're very happy with, with the product the way it is. Um, but always listening to customer feedback and, you know, if there's enough people who request a certain thing, then that's something that we're absolutely going to look into. The thing I was curious about, although I like your logo was, you know, the, what are they called? The mm -hmm. boxes with the custom uh, boxes from Mad I was wondering like, huh, I wonder if there'll be like a custom covering, something like that for the, the preacher pad. I bet you people would go for that. So who knows down the road, it's good to hear those small tweaks because, you know, I, I, that is so annoying to me if I just bought something and then it's like, wait, yeah. what? Like version, whatever's <laughs> coming out. Like even the manta ray bench. I'm like, I just bought this I know. 3.0 adjustable bench, like a year and a half, two years ago. Like what, what is this manta ray? Mine doesn't have a sea creature etched into it. So I know. <laughs> and if you don't know listeners, what I'm talking about, there's the, actually you can check out Matt Pendergraph. He's been, uh, working with it. Some rogue has a new bench coming out. I think I'm, that's the right name. Yeah, right? Manta Ray. I do. I think it's always, I think it's always yeah, like Manta. benches too. Like benches are, I feel like they've been the hot topic for like two or three yeah. years now. You know, rep, I oh. think. It's like a car. Like you get the bench in your gym and it's immediately like 20% less than it yeah, was Yeah, exactly. Or you, or you buy a piece of, you buy a computer <laughs> and like five months down the road, it's obsolete. <laughs> Exactly. So, hey, it's good to hear that the Preacher Pad is not going that way, that my, you know, version one and being the vintage weights guy, I mean, I want version one. That's there this you is go. The classic. There you go. Like, I don't I, I want I want the vintage Preacher Pad. But I mean, truly, I use it you know, for mm. a lot of things. It's two year old approved. <laughs> my two year old loves it and climbs on it. It's a perfect height for a bench for her. Perfect. So when she stays off the platform while I'm lifting, she always gets the Preacher Pad to sit on. And she thinks it's like her bench. So yeah, two year old approved. So then, you know, if you have a preacher pad and things are going well for your home gym, like I mentioned before, you're in a much bigger space and you've put out some videos and things as far as your development of 
your gym and you've got, did I see correctly that you have two, you got a smaller gym at home and then this one. Is that yeah, correct? so I've got my home gym. Or my reverse. No, yeah, so yeah, I've got my home gym. gym. Yes. I, and now, and then this is work. And yeah, this is now work. <laughs> so yeah, essentially, I just ran out of space gotcha. in the home gym. Um, it was it was becoming okay. more challenging to like set up my camera and and get sort of the angles that I wanted. And my wife was really keen on us getting a golf cart to drive around the neighborhood with the kids. So all of a sudden, I found myself having a big golf cart in the garage and figured, you know, probably should. Uh, look at some space. Yeah. Uh, fortunately enough, there's a garage suite. There's a, a development here with garage suites just a mile from my house. So I am technically still in nice. a garage gym, uh, but it's my own. It's conditioned. I have big ceilings, um, bathroom. So this nice. is uh, this is HQ for now. But you're true to the name. It's still garage gym. That's right. Home. That's good. That's right. So then... I like to ask my guests, if you don't mind, you know, this is home gym history. So in your personal history, what was your very first home gym like? Oh my first gosh. Thing you set up at home. Like it was super basic. It could be as an adult. It could be as a teenager whatever. Yeah. No, my first home gym that I ever set up was in 2016. I think I had like a set of adjustable dumbbells, like as a kid, like my dad had them, but it was, you know, playing with them here and there. It wasn't like anything substantial. So my first gym was a, a Rogue R3 uh, bolt together rack. Uh, so just a you know nice. pretty basic two by three at the time, infinity rack, a Rogue Ohio power bar, the flat utility bench from Rogue, and then some Rogue bumpers. And then a buddy of mine and I DIY'd a lifting platform. And that, that was nice. it. And you know I've always sort of called it the core four. If you've got a rack, a bar, some plates, and a bench, you're, you're pretty good, like as a great yeah. foundation. Um, and then of course it evolved from there and added some pieces and, you know, here we are now, but that was, uh, yeah, that, that was what I started with. And I, I think I rocked with that for almost six months without buying anything else. So I just, just went with the initial home gym for about six months and then realized I was really enjoying the training. Um, at this point, garage gym lab wasn't even in my mind, but then I started sort of getting into more acquisitions and then, you know, the addiction really set in. <laughs> so then I, I mean i know what that feels like yeah it's uh it, it, the addiction is real it's like one thing to the next that's and, right uh, but i mean i always say there's worse hobbies you could have you know physical fitness not a bad hobby so when it comes to your current setup here is it uh sornex did a rack for you is that right yeah so i've got a so i've got a sornex rack at the house and at the house yes okay. that was my first big purchase as a home gym owner, I, I really wanted to, you know, reward myself basically with something nice and called them up and, you know, I wanted to have like the logo and everything on there. So I was able to customize like everything about it, all the colors, where I wanted the colors, the logo, everything. So it was sort of a big splurge for me. And I just felt like it, it needed to stay at the house. It was sort of the, uh, you know, the, the, yeah. the HQ rack, I guess you could call it the, the OG. Sure. I wanted it to be sitting there. So I've got the rep PR 5,000 here okay. fully decked with the Aries and all that. So that's the rack yeah. that I'm, that I'm rocking here gotcha. in this gym. Well, you kind of answered my question. I was going to ask you that, uh, I had Bert Soren on the podcast a couple weeks ago to talk about some of the historic stuff that he's participated in and some of the stuff with Sorenex and his father. So when I was researching that and going through some of the gyms on the website, 
I saw Garage Gym Lab on there and thought, oh man, like I wonder what was the level at that time of your input versus anything that they might have suggested or they just did they just run with whatever you told them? So, you know, from what you're telling me, am I correct hearing that essentially you just said, here's, here's my logo, here's what I'm thinking? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I, I knew that it was going to be the XL rack. So the, the bones of it was pretty much set. And then it was just working in collaboration with the, my rep there, Dustin, and coming up with the, with the color scheme and just making it look, look great. I mean, we went through, gosh, I don't know, maybe 10 different iterations, schematics, until we landed yeah. on the one that we have now, that I have now in the home gym. So from that perspective, it was like a really unique and fun experience because you don't just get that from you know going to order on a, on a website. Some of the companies are now evolving a little bit and allowing you to select different colors like rep on the, the PR 5000 3D builder. You yeah. can sort of pick certain colors where, where you want them to go, which is really cool. But that wasn't, sure. that wasn't a thing in 2019 uh, you really, or 2018 rather. You really needed to kind of go custom to, to get that yeah. experience. Yeah, I, I've never done something on that scale <clears throat> custom. I mean, I've worked with my logo design, things like that. But on a smaller scale recently, and it hasn't come in yet, so I'm still waiting to see what it looks like. Beltfed Strength, my man Chris and Beltfed, they, you know, it was it was a thrilling kind of thing to yes. like, okay, well, here's what I'm thinking. Like, mm -hmm. here's my logo, but mm -hmm. I was thinking of this. And what do you guys think? And he made, you know, kind of some suggestions. And I thought that was great. Yeah. Here's go. my belt. Here's my belt fed um, belt. Nice. And it's uh, that work it, is so good. It's so good, man. It's so good. <laughs> and it's so, I just love, oh. I love them and I love their, yes. I love their story. And, um, you know, I've had a lot of belts in the past and a lot of great ones and a lot of ones that have customization on it, but there's just yeah. something about how they do it. That's really cool. Yeah. So it's my first true, like kind of, experience with something custom is with belt fed and it is i don't even have it in my hands yet and i'm already going to say like it's been wonderful like dude i, I, I can't wait no to doubt. see it i can't wait to see me, it have I, they, me neither have they teased so, it at all to you or you're still blind have. okay they 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 posted in their stories i could okay. see that pgh pgh stands for pittsburgh mm -hmm. i'm very i'm full of pride for my city sure. so that it says pgh right in the center that was one of my suggestions because my handle's a little long, vintage weights, PGH that go all the way across the back. So sure. just PGH right in the center. And then, uh, what looked like maybe some globe dumbbells. So it's, it was looking cool. No Very color cool. yet. So yeah, just see what the color turns out. But, uh, yeah, at home gym con, it's on my list to, you know, give a humongous hug to Chris and say hello to the family. I can't wait. It's here, but I, I, I can't let you escape without asking asking have you come up with any alternative uses for it than just the traditional preacher curls or maybe even like you know spider curls something that's not curls i mentioned my two-year-old it's like her number one thing in my gym yeah the, the the kids definitely definitely love it you know it's kind of funny i'm not so i'm not so much of a gem hack guy either so i like to just use it for what it's intended for because it does it really well however i have seen some pretty cool things that other people have done uh, Kurt Locker used it as a like a GHD pad um, nice. on his rack with the he coupled it with like the leg rollers I think from uh, Stray Dog on his uh, surplus rack and okay. it it looked like it really worked well I haven't tried it myself but you can definitely check it out on his page um, if you're interested but uh, yeah. but yeah I mean 
No, I have. I really haven't. I just, I just <laughs> use it for curls. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the only other thing that I've used it for was mm. as a bench myself, actually. I, mm. my uh, UPS, I wanted to test out, like, it, I, like I said, small gym. So I had to put my UPS on the side of my rack, but I wanted to see if the lower pulley system, like, am I even going to have room to like sit in my rack? Cause I'm not going to sit on the outside of the rack. And the answer is no, I was not going to have room to sit in my rack. <laughs> so instead I was like, all right, I'll just sit on the cross post, the lower cross post. Mm -hmm. And that was just as comfortable as sitting on a piece of steel with sound. <laughs> like it was horrible. Right. Like not just a piece of steel, but a piece of steel with holes in it, like <laughs> sitting on while you're trying to like pull heavy weight was not that great. So then, uh, tested out some things and the preacher pad for the win. I put the preacher pad across it, sat on it. It was a little high though. So I, I'm, I'm thinking about, I don't know rigging up something here. I'll, yeah. I'll work through, I'll work through something, but that was my only uh, thing other than I also use it during the podcast to put my notes on. So the notes go <laughs> right on. Preacher, yeah. The notes go on the preacher pad yeah. for every episode since I got it, but you well, know, if, uh, anything if, else if any of your invented, listeners, yeah, go ahead. So I, I was just going to say if any of your listeners have uh, any cool ways that they've used it, I'd love to hear. So yeah. definitely, definitely, definitely keep me posted. For yes. Sure. So, I, yeah, I, reach out to uh, garage gym lab and let them know anything you're using a preacher pad for. And if you don't have a preacher pad, I have a link in my vintage weights, PGH page. We'll drop a link to buy it through uh, the description down here. But my, yeah, my last question was just what else on the horizon for you? Is there anything else you're developing as far as, uh, products or are you just more focused on content for garage gym lab? What are you up to? Yeah. So it's a, uh, right now my concentration is definitely on content specifically on the website. I'm definitely going to get back finally to, to making some videos here, uh, very soon life sort of got in the way and decided just to concentrate on one avenue for, for the last six months or so, not actively developing any products, but my mind is always churning. So, um, <laughs> you know, hopefully I'll have uh, another light bulb moment and we can bring something else cool to the market. Next one, if there's another one to be, you know, it's hard to find a novel idea in the fitness space. So I won't say that I will hold out for something that's never been done before, but something that's unique enough to have, you know, just something that's maybe uncharacteristic or um, something to be truly proud of. So hopefully, uh, yeah. hopefully we'll get something else out there again in the future. Hey, you're talking to the guy that was pretty sure he came up with something <laughs> with the nugget like a year <laughs> after the preacher pad came out. <laughs> so man, you know, it's, it's funny because like I, I, I tried it and I thought to myself for sure, this is out there. Yeah. I can just, I'm just going to go online. I'm going to Google like, you know, preacher, preacher pad for your preacher, preacher curl bench for your lap or something. And I'm going to find something that I can go yeah. buy and it's going to ruin this whole thing for me. So when I, when I didn't see that, I was like, okay, wow, maybe, maybe you've got something a little bit here. Hey, it's worked out and I'm enjoying it. And I know a lot of other people are too. So, Hey, thanks so much for coming on. Adam, I really appreciate your time. I appreciate you being here. Listeners, please head to Garage Gym Lab on Instagram, on YouTube. He mentioned the webpage. That's garagegymlab.com, correct? That's the one. Yeah, so we'll drop all those links in the description, of course. And if you like strength history, stop by vintageweightspgh.com, my website, my YouTube, my Instagram, all that great stuff. And teach me something. Tell me something about strength history because I'm always learning something new along with you. Thanks for coming. Bye, Adam. We'll look for you in the future. All right, Rob. Thanks for having me.